I'm here with JD, Peter, and John from So Soon the Truth. How's everybody doing today? Hello, good. doing all right. They're doing well. Good, good, awesome, man. So uh, we are going to basically just make a playlist based off of some of the influences and questions I ask you. Uh, is there anything you don't want to name it? Like uh, it's like an inspirational playlist. I know, right? <laughs> um, I don't know, like STT picks or something. Yeah, there you go. SSTT picks. Sounds like a naughty file for our dirty picks. <laughs> <laughs> everybody good with that? Yeah, it works. Sounds good. So before y'all started playing musical instruments or any of that stuff, what are like, can y'all remember what y'all used to listen to? Man. <laughs> I, I was a big, like, into pop and top 40s, really. I was, like, super into the Backstreet Boys and stuff. Oh, that was, yeah. like, when I was really younger. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, really, I'm like, the Backstreet Boys, like, the first group or music I remember, like, you know, holding a hairbrush and acting like I'm the lead singer in the mirror and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I, I was really into, like, growing up in, in my house, like, I, my dad and my brother and my sister and, like, even my mom a little bit, everybody played instruments. So, like, I feel like everybody was very into rock because of my parents. So, like, a lot of classics, like, Zeppelin and the Beatles and the Stones and then I lived like I said uh, uh, in the same room with my brother when I was a kid and he had me like into Soundgarden and Silverchair and Nirvana as a kid and Tool and all that is before I actually ever picked up an instrument besides like in elementary we played saxophone but that was all prior to that in third yeah. grade. I grew up on like just the radio it was on the radio playing really you know uh, my first CD I bought was a Blink-182 CD though. All right well so let's go with uh you remember what Backstreet Boys song you were singing in the mirror? <laughs> oh, man. So Which one ones. didn't I sing? <laughs> no lie, like, I loved them. I knew all their names first and last. I, like, had a poster. I had the VHS where they uh, did, like, the Halloween special music video. Oh, yeah. Dude, I used to watch that, like, literally at least three times a week. I, like, was obsessed with them. It makes so much sense now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I had the uh, bleach blonde tips being Brian Luttrell. That's what's up. That's 90s of you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Man. I always wanted uh, to do that. Oh, man, definitely, like, you know, as long as you love me. Which the one's heads. in the Halloween video, though? Like, wasn't yeah. the one with the fucking costume? What, what was that? Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was Millennium on Millennium. That was, uh, was it Larger Than Life? It might have been Larger Than Life. That was, I mean, there was, they were bangers. Like, they really uh, were. Yeah. The, pr the production was good. The harmonies were on point. I always wanted to be, uh, what's his name, AJ the bad boy. <laughs> Man, looking through Millennium <laughs> discography, these really are all bangers. I remember like the secret check at the end, the perfect fan. I used to like listen to it with my mom because it's all about like how he loves his mom and stuff. We would just grow out <laughs> over that song. <laughs> you said Led Zeppelin? I definitely always was super into Zeppelin, man. Like, my, like I said, my, my dad and my brother were, like, huge into me getting into music, and they always had me listening to Zeppelin. I think, like, the one I, I wanted to put on the playlist would be Since I've Been Loving You, because I just remember, like, listening to that one, and, like, with the two of them, they were like, oh, listen to it. Like, that's raw production. You can hear the, the squeaking of his kick pedal, and, like, all right, sure enough, I listened close, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you really can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said the Beatles as well? Uh, when y'all want to pick a Beatles? I mean, no, we all like the Beatles, but. Oh, really? Yeah, I know we're all into I'm, it. I'm not going to, I only like mildly like the Beatles, though. It, it took me a while. Yeah. I guess I'll say Michelle. That's a cl super classic. A, a day one. in the life. That's a super classic as well. So, yeah, you said that. Devin was just singing Michelle yesterday bro rubber soul is just all all bangers for me it was like the beatles the once you like going from like not really having listened to them you're like oh where the fuck do i start it's like so the discography is just ridiculous yeah yeah they, they do have a shit ton of songs you said uh stones as well oh that see the stones are the ones that and like the beatles inspired me musically like i was like oh this is awesome like you know i was real into it but um I remember before I ever picked up a guitar, uh, this is a silly story kind of, but um, I was playing Twisted Metal Black like with my cousin as a kid and they had Paint It Black as like the opening song. And I remember like we were talking about it. I was like, man, that's just such a cool part. 
and I was like, you know what? I think I want to learn that. And that was like before I ever played a guitar. And so I was like, that was kind of a moment that inspired me that I was like, you know what? How hard could it be? And then I, I did like later on that year. I remember that game too. That game was so badass, dude. Oh. Amazing game. <laughs> I, I went ahead and threw Paint It Black on there. Yeah. Paint It Black is a banger for sure. Soundgarden? Ooh. That's a, that's all me. Let me see. Let me. My brother was really, really big into music as well. And uh, he's the one who actually got me into music. We, neither one of us know how to play a fucking instrument to save our lives, but introduced me to like Soundgarden and Nirvana and all those 90s grunge bands. And that's, that's kind of what I got my start on. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's just, there's, there was so much good music back then. And like now I think a lot of people look back and they're like, oh, grunge. But like, yeah. man, what about i don't know there's just some amazing stuff but like uh for soundgarden i'd say the the day i tried to live super unknown was like constantly spinning in in uh, my brother's like radio or whatever all the time dude like he loved that record just the vocals he just could wail and wail and it was just ridiculous yeah, yeah that dude could sing for sure i was like the the girly singers though more the girlies like to take back sunday and the emo so I kind of missed the grunge, the grunge bit too. Another, that was like, the next phase. Another huge like party foul all the time. It's like, yeah, I don't really like Nirvana. It's like never a crowd pleaser. 100%. So, so I just don't fucking say it. 100% honest just, with you. I don't like Nirvana either. Uh, no, are you my fucking soulmate? <laughs> <laughs> like, makes me sad. It was, it was like one of the first things that my brother introduced me to. And there's, I think... I respect it because it was one of those, I honestly don't give a fuck what you think about my music. I'm going to play music, which I highly respect, but it's just not something I was really into, you know? <laughs> totally. I think that like, if you can get away from the mythos and there wasn't like all this like history and huge respect, legendhood and all that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. like it's totally okay. They're just another artist. Like it's, if you don't like them, you don't like them. No, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, I think, Kurt Cobain really couldn't sing very well, which I always get shit for saying that. But that's what turned me on to them, actually. Though, I remember having that conversation before. Even like uh, my family was like, "I mean, this guy can't sing. Listen to him; he's just yelling." And I was like, "Oh shit, that's true." And later on, I would think about think back to that, like, you know what? Maybe you can just yell instead. <laughs> that voice is strong, though, for sure. Oh yeah, Silverchair. Ooh, that's a good one too. I like Silverchair as well. Let's see. Think back, man. It's been some years. I honestly haven't. It's funny because like I was thinking about stuff like I wanted to put onto the playlist and I was like, man, I'm thinking about stuff that inspired me beforehand. And I was like, I need to go back and listen to some of these songs. <laughs> it had been a really long time. It was one of them that Silverchair did, which I'm probably going to get shit for saying that Kurt Cobain couldn't sing and then saying I like Silverchair, <laughs> but fuck it. <laughs> very next sentence but whatever i don't care so which was pretty good i guess i'll go with freak man like i don't know that that was, that was another record that like it was always on i don't know like my brother loved them i think that's the only record i heard from them honestly our our label um main dude at our label shane he 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 loved silver chair and he was telling me about some songs and i was like dude i've never heard these songs and i looked and he's like this is the album for me like most important one and i was like that's crazy because you know, I, there was the big book of CDs of like all the stuff that I ended up like listening to because of just my siblings. And like, that was the only one in there from Silverchair and I listened to it so much. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only one I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the only one I've ever listened to as well. 
Blink-182? Uh, oh, hell yeah. Their whole discography up to self-titled. <laughs> that, that's what like, got me starting to play the guitars, wanting to learn things off uh, Dude Ranch and Cheshire Cat. Oh, really? That's nuts, man. That's awesome. You can put a couple of them if you can't pick just one, man. I'm fine with that. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, are we starting to go super early? Because I take off your pants and jacket like everybody else really does. My, it's my album, like forever for them. I love yeah. that album so much. I think that that was the album that really kind of put them at the top. Is that, that that's the, really what made them blow up right there, man? Because oh, they had that was the one with all the goofy ass music videos and shit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like they, they became like stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dumpweed earlier for sure off Enema of the State. Dumpweed was the jam. Remember that? I heard that guitar part too. And I'm like, same thing. I wanted to learn it. It's way easier than Painted Black, but it's like catchy as hell. You know that? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, Dumpweed for sure. Adam's song, no matter how huge it is, it's still the ultimate jam. Now yeah, give me the feels. Give me the feels as a kid. As a kid, yeah. you're like, what am I feeling? <laughs> Adam's song, Adam song really like. Yeah, it was great. Now it's funny. Uh, actually, back to my fucking uh, the, the seminal thing for me. I remember wanting to go listen to Enema of the State. Speaking of Blink One Eighty Two, and I was like, "Oh man, I want to go listen to this record" because I heard him say the name of the record, and I was like, "I know that this is in that same booklet." And I, as a kid, I'm like a young cat, and I like accidentally pulled out Inema from Tool and ended up listening to that record instead. So I was like, dope. I guess that's what sent me down the other path. <laughs> Damn. See, y'all could have been a pop punk band, huh? <laughs> right? Oh, no, I hate pop punk, though. I, like, I really don't enjoy it. But I love Blink-182, even still, like, nostalgia factor. But, like, I, I didn't like Green Day. I didn't like, like the other bands that were in the genre, like Sub 41, I guess, stuff like that. But I just like loved Blink One Eight Two. I never, I don't know what it was about them. Maybe Tom's voice. He started getting me on like the whiny kind of emo voices. Yeah, he, he <laughs> did have a, have a real weird voice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I know you said uh, Painted Black and Blink One Eight Two. You mentioned also a saxophone or a jazz instrument. What was that? Uh, yeah, like when I was in elementary, we had to choose. They were like, you can either do band or bell choir. And I was like, bell choir sounds super lame. Like you literally just like, can only play one note. I was like, might as well do band. Cause it's- Not till you got one of each hand. Okay, well, see, I don't know because I wasn't in that. But uh, yeah, like they were like, oh, well, choose one. So I was like, I'll do band. And I did, um, because my brother had an extra alto saxophone, that's what I decided to play. And I had the absolute shittiest elementary music teacher and it was still a super rewarding experience but this guy was like <laughs> could not control the class like it was just and he didn't teach us much i think i came out of there knowing only hot cross buns and not how to read off the page <laughs> but, but then I, I went to sixth grade and they were like oh you took band in fifth grade so we'll put you in concert band and i was like okay maybe that's not such a good idea because uh, i didn't learn enough but whatever i just winged it so I played alto sax, and uh, it was, was a blast, dude. I played all the way through high school. So is that kind of your introduction into playing an instrument? or It wasn't the first, actually. Man, I, I guess I lied, because when I was, a, like, a little boy, um, like, even young, I think I was probably, like, five, they had me in piano lessons, which I hated. Um, I was like, man, I don't want to do this. I don't get it. And then, like, by the end of it, I was, like, really starting to like it, and they um, – actually had me perform a recital at U of H here at the Moore School of Music. I was a little kid, dude. I remember we had like a home video of it and I do uh, Old MacDonald. <laughs> and, and like in the middle of it, I missed a note and then I was just like, 
played it off. <laughs> it was like this big ass <laughs> auditorium. I was like, man, I, I cannot. I, I remember being on stage, but I don't remember playing it. But man, watching that video is just nuts. I'm just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> that is wild. Anybody else got any uh, first instrument stories or? Like first through third grade, I was doing violin, which is cool. I wish I would have stuck with violin. I never knew that. Yeah. In our elementary school, they had a, like, they didn't have band, but they had like orchestra. It was, uh, cool. yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty nice school. But I was, yeah, we were doing violin. And then after that, I was like, I don't play violin anymore. But my mom was like, you got you to gotta play an instrument. Because she would like always work and so I always, she always wanted me to like do stuff after school, I guess. So I didn't uh, run around crazy, I guess. But uh, that's picked up the trombone. I, I wanted to do saxophone myself, but uh, I didn't know JD. It was just like happenstance. But uh, they told me, oh, yeah, you have to do a year of clarinet and then you can switch to saxophone. And I was like, I'm not playing fucking clarinet. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And then I want to do drums. And then they said the drums was full. I want to do trumpet. They say trumpet was full. So I was like, okay. I did trombone because there's only four people there. But I ended up really enjoying trombone. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Did that three years in middle school. Uh, and that's it other than, other than guitar. Cool, man. That's badass. How did uh, So Soon the Truth start? You want to take that one, JD? Uh, sure. Um, so for this band and like the genesis of this like name and stuff, um, it's been about five six years now. But um, I guess I'll drop and give you like a brief history of before, because like we've been friends for a long time, like getting closer to fifteen years for all all of us, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um. So basically, when we got out of high school, you know, we all kind of did the college thing for a second. And then I know me personally, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm digging some of this, but I'm not digging paying for it. And I'm not passionate about it. So we started being like, fuck it, just let's blow off classes. And uh, we'll go back to my mom's house and load up bong. <laughs> it was like jam. Um, and we were doing that for um, hell yeah, bro. Wow a while before like at the beginning of it i was playing with this other drummer and another friend of ours who ended up being in so soon just on bass and then pete was just like over there kind of kicking it then he started playing with us and then we kind of went through one band name and one lineup and then that made way for john to come in and um we, we had like a little break where it was like what are we gonna do but we were in a band before this band called fressa then we had like a layoff for like a year or two. We were just doing our own things. And then so soon just started. Like one day I remember me and Pete went to like Hooters or something and had some beers and came back to his place uh, as any good story starts. And Sounds romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, we took our guitars out of the cases and made some, some magic together. And then it's been, it's been going on ever since, happily ever after, I guess. Hey, so I, yeah. I normally don't ask about uh, the names because I know a lot of people get get those questions a lot. <laughs> but y'all's name is uh, is so different, I guess, that I, I just have to ask where did where did it come from? Is it referencing something or? It, it started. We were brainstorming first with just words and trying to find meaning behind stuff. We were almost called language of the people. That was that was like that really like what was our name? Like we picked it and then and then like the next day we just switched it, but. So to the truth, uh, I don't know how we got, we, I know we were making lists of names, just trying to figure it out one night. 
But uh, I feel like the name, So Soon the Truth, uh, has a lot to do with kind of like how we perspective we think of things like honesty and how it comes to you or how it's forced upon you sometimes. Uh, but the meaning, meaning, we didn't really come up with like a super meaning. It just kind of <laughs> came after. It's not something to each of us, yeah. You know, yeah. And it sounded cool to us. We were, uh, went off the tongue well, you know, so. Felt right. Yeah, you man, came up with it, right, Pete? Yeah, I, I, I did. I think Pete's the one that put it out there. Boom. Another thing I wanted to mention is, uh, so the first time I listened to a So Soon the Truth song, I, I believe it was Unkept. And then uh, nice. it reminded me a lot of Anthony Green, right? Yeah, we love him but very much. I think the more that I listen to So Soon the Truth, I no longer hear Anthony Green and I hear like, I don't know, it's it's so nuts, man. It's all over the place with that. The versatile voice. He said that, so you got um, Peter and JD, y'all do the vocals, right? Right. Yes. Now, is, how does that, how do y'all form those? Dude, yeah, for, <laughs> for my view on it, really, I think it's really kind of crazy because uh, it just happens really effortlessly like we've never had a like we've been writing for a long time together and i feel like maybe maybe because sometimes we're doing a little more intricate things it's kind of obvious like who should be singing you know because the other person is kind of spazzing out on the guitar or whatever um (laughs) but uh i don't know i was was actually trying to think the other day like is any time we've like stepped on each other's toes or like hey no you sing this or i sing that it's really like almost the opposite of like hey can you sing this or help me with that even in our lyrical writing, like the, the words itself, a lot of times I'll notice like we'll write stuff and maybe because it's like a bit ambiguous, but when it comes together, it feels like we were writing it together like with a theme or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really uncanny. What were some of the, the bands that kind of got y'all into the style of music that y'all write? I know I mentioned Anthony Green, so I'm sure Circus Survive. Yeah, hands down for sure. For me, the hugest influence. Yeah, yeah it's enormous. Uh, who wants to go? I'll, I'll, I'll here, start. Here, y'all go. Y'all name one. I, I made a list, so. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this, man. Like, when I decided I wanted, like, to get into this kind of music, because uh, in all the iterations of this group of people who, like, all the bands that we've been in, we've all played the same style with varying degrees of, like, is it super busy or is it less busy? But it's, like, always the same kind of shit. Yeah. Um, the first time I was, like, this is the style, like the way I want to go. I was introduced to Tremulant EP from Mars Volta. And uh, I think this was like in seventh or eighth grade for me. And I heard it and I was like, just so blown away. And like, I couldn't help but like, it's weird. But like, I was like, man, they're almost giving me this vibe, like an oldie vibe, but they're doing something totally new. Um, And it was just really weird. But I remember hearing the song Concertina. And I was like, okay, Texas dudes. Then I got into after driving, but it was uh, I was like, Texas dudes. They're playing like all the right stuff, hitting all the right notes, making me just feel like everything is new. Like they just reinvented rock to me, and I was like, wow, I want to do that. Like I, they they are speaking my language. Like this is what I want to do for sure. Yeah, that was my biggest one. I'd say, like, uh, for me, Radiohead was a big influence. I know we don't really play a lot of the ambient, you know, stuff, but uh, listening to them and, like, Tommy York and all those guys, the way they, you know, they are together really spoke to me. So I was, like, a huge, huge fan of uh, of them and everything they did. Yeah, yeah amazing. 
You know what? I honestly haven't listened to a whole lot from Radiohead. I don't know why. You can literally oh, jump they're, in. They're so good. Yeah. yeah, every record rules. Like everything. In, in rainbows. In rainbows is so bangy. And OK Computer. Those are my two favorites. I remember the OK Computer, but I don't think I listened to a whole lot of it. Kid A is where I really fell in love. Like I remember that was I was young when I got introduced to that one, and I was like, "What?" Is, again, it was like earth shattering. Like you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> like what is all this instrumentation y'all are using? Uh, for me, the first yeah. album I got that was like super super influential was uh, "Tell All Your Friends" by Taking Back Sunday. I like listen to that front to back. Even now, I'll still like drive and listen to that album just constantly. That's man, Taking Back Sunday is fucking amazing dude yeah i wanted to be adam first i wanted to be tom delong then i wanted to be adam lazar i was like i got a freaking <laughs> lip, lip ring stat oh yeah <laughs> uh so the mars volta you're gonna have to pick a different song uh concertina is not on here believe it or not no tremulant huh uh, let's do roulette dares i knew you were gonna say it. i was trying i was gonna try to say it at the same time but i don't want to seem like i was just being weird <laughs> <laughs> but I, I knew you were gonna say it because I that song is so that's what it first came to my head too. I mean, I I love that that whole record to me is like every single song is perfect and amazing. But like Roulette Dares, like that riff at the beginning, it's like one one of the things that is digestible and understandable off the rip, and just the way they build, I'm like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> speechless. Oh, yeah. uh, Especially seeing them live, dude. Oh my god, I was just what <laughs> Radiohead. Ooh. Ooh, man. Choose wisely. Yeah, that's a big burden. Big burden on John's shoulders. One Radiohead song. Big bird on your shoulders. Uh, Reckoner. Ah, that's a classic, yeah. Oh. What would you, <laughs> what would you have picked? Yeah. Nah, pick no, no, no. no, I'm going. I'm, I got my two in my head already. I'm gonna I don't see that or like surprise y'all. Yeah. I mean, uh, weird fishes. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a bummer. How, how to Disappear Completely, I think, is the best song ever. That oh done. my God. That one is so beautiful. <laughs> John, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that, that, song, that song is you really You really can't miss. Even Recognize Tight, too. Oh, I think it's banger, banger, I'm, banger alert. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to miss the Radiohead, for sure. <laughs> Uh, taking, you did. Taking back something. <laughs> 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 uh, Ghost Man on third. Oh sure. yeah. And then like when I heard like get to, that was the younger before I really knew like much about pedals and stuff. And I like you can hear like the phaser. Like now I know it's like a phaser or something. But uh and just hearing that riff with it on there, I was like, man, this is super cool. Like this so was mind blowing. Yeah, uh, I think the Q without the E was the first time I ever heard like uh same and man I, I didn't. Uh, I recently heard the Timberwolves of New Jersey song. Oh, banger! Oh, hell yeah, dude! I, I don't know how I missed that fucking song, dude. So good. Your first album, uh, Familiar Violence, it's released in uh, 2017. Uh, is it? Y'all remember what y'all were listening to around that time? I could venture a couple of guesses. I, I do remember some. Do you, Do you guys have something y'all want to start with? Mm. Uh, I think Hail the Sun. I was listening to a lot of Hail the Sun. Absolutely. I was like super love Hail the Sun. And after, if if Circa wasn't so godly in my head, I would say Hail the Sun is my favorite band. But hard to not say Circa. <laughs> Circa, Circa Survive is is they're fucking legends, man. Anthony Green. Yeah, I think he's really the true like last true front man. He's like a like a real like a mm -hmm. old school front man. He controls everybody. 
he can like control like the whole vibe in the building. The stuff he says sounds poetic in between songs and stuff. Right, yeah. He's also like super fucking down to earth too, man. I, I follow him yeah. on Twitter and he's just super fucking nice to everybody. Just a good dude. It's great, yeah. It's great, great. Very open about his life too. It's- right, yeah. I would, uh, around, there was a period from like, I guess the whole time we were writing that record, there was a record for that, but it's like not out on streaming services and stuff. But the whole time we were working on that album, I really feel like a big one for me was like, Pete first told me about Foxing because he saw him, I think, with Brand New. And um, we ended up checking them out. And then we were like right in the middle of writing for that record. And I think Dealer dropped in 2016. And I heard like Night Channels and Eiffel and Glass Coughs. And uh, that was like Connor's vocal vocal style really um, kind of opened up new uh, real estate in my head. Like, wow, this is really different, but also really good. Like he just approached it uh, in a unique way. And I'm, I, we all love them. But yeah, that, oh, yeah. that band was uh, new and definitely germane to all the writing and topics and styles and everything that we'd used on that in my mind yeah, yeah for sure oh i love foxing so much excellent band hell of a sun oh my god they're so amazing do you listen to hell of a sun oh yeah 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 oh, sure. oh my god it's uh, like stupid good the i think it was the mothership tour or the acceptance speech i don't remember fuck man the dance one of the dance coming dance tour that it was like 2018 and uh and i saw uh hell of a sun live in Dallas. So good, man. Yeah, he's awesome. I also listened to his uh, interview on lead singer syndrome. Dude, he's a fucking he's a beast, dude. To be able to like sing and drum like that, and then oh my god, he said he yeah. loves drumming so much, dude. For somebody to love something drumming so like drumming so much that he has to drum half of the show. <laughs> man, that's. And he doesn't even like slack off. He's like no, no. in it, just crazy changing patterns all the time. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, there is nuts. Let's have amazing cardio. Yeah, right. so his lung capacity must be like fucking two hundred percent. Yeah, definitely no smoking for him. Is there a song y'all? I would definitely say Will They Blame Me If You Go Disappearing? That's like one of my Oh yeah. Things. I love the when like the rock songs kind of hit more like grooves instead of just heavy things but it still makes you move like very like minus the bear type stuff like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, not yeah. exactly like that they, they use a lot more distortion stuff but it's like dancey you know yeah, yeah instead of moshy i feel like that's a that's a really big new wave coming up as well like that that uh funky type funky, yeah you know dancey riffs in the middle of the songs man it's like the new breakdowns <laughs> yeah i love that uh, is there anybody else that wants to throw a hell of a sun song on there i know y'all all kind of dig that John, have you, have you, I was going to say, have you thrown one? Okay, uh, yeah, sure, I'll do one. I don't, I'm going to go off a different record. But, you know, yeah, that's nice. Elephantitis is like, I think it's either best or second best of my favorite. I'll do Anti-Eulogy. That's my, fav- that's my favorite Hell of a Sun song. Uh, yes, it's Circa. Oh, always. Always, yeah. How do you choose? JD showed me Circa. I, I had never heard of him until uh, I linked up with JD. That shit, like, especially having already, like, I feel like processed so much music. Like, then I got to that. I was like, man, this is truly amazing. 
Yeah. Where you can text your guitars and stuff and not, I feel like if, you, if either guitar, or you're just hearing that one guitar, it kind of almost doesn't make sense. You know, like they rely on each other a lot. Yeah, like, they, unorthodox, that. unorthodox writing. Exactly. Like the parts aren't standalone. It's like they only exist to serve one another sometimes. And that's like so cool to me. Yeah. So it's much orchestral. Yeah. I'll do uh, Your Friends Are Gone. Always connected with that one. I'll do... I'll find a way off of violent waves. I knew you would do yeah. violent waves. I was gonna do violent waves. Cool. I was gonna do Jeterna if you didn't. You did it. If I did Jeterna, I think I would have done Wish Resigned. We left John a slam dunk. Jeterna. Yeah. <laughs> For me, mm, probably a Stop the Fucking Car, honestly. That was like my favorite song by them whenever I first got into them. So. That's a banger for sure. Very uh, dank. Uh, love sir. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> is like my favorite newer band that I've heard like later in life. It's like they just oh, they go. You got go. Y'all go first. Bit by a dead beef part two, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, deep oh, cut. Well, it's not deep, but it is also deep at the same time. <laughs> deep. It's pretty deep. Yeah. Got a part two. That's deep. I, I'll be honest, I've never listened to boxing. If you did part two, that would have been deeper. <laughs> this playlist is going to be two. a delight for you, though. Uh-oh. Yeah. True. I, I think the only... I've heard his vocals, and that was because of uh, A Lot Like Birds. It, like, it could oh, be off-putting. Oh, that song's pretty cool. I like that song, yeah. It's a really good song, yeah. But I've never really listened... I've never listened to the band, so... They rule, man. He controls so much with his vocals, man. It's, uh, yeah. It, it definitely... Some, I, I felt like when I first listened to it, some notes he hit, I felt like were a little sour for me. But then the more I listened to it, I just really loved it. I'll do Eiffel. Okay, that leaves me to do Nearer My God, and I'll do Game Shark. That song, I did not, I was like, man, I was not feeling the singles when I first heard them from that record. And then the more time I spent with them, the more I was like, man, these are so, like, they were already so innovative. And then I was like, well, wow, you're just going to go this completely other direction. And then I, like, was just so impressed later on because I realized this is dope. <laughs> like, wow. Very Radiohead-esque for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard that. A few few things in there that I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. This song is called Exist Warp Break by the band Pulses. If you like what you hear, you can go check them out at Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, pretty much wherever you get your, your music from. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pulses VA. They also have these really cool green vinyl variants of Speak It Into Existence available on their Bandcamp, so go check that out. And if you want to get a shout out like this on the show, Go to my bombaircoffee.com slash VR playlist pod and I'll shout out your band, your business, whatever you want. I'll wish somebody a happy birthday, pretty much anything. Uh, everything over there is fairly priced. If you like what you hear, go stop by and support an episode. We'll get back to the show. Thank you. Are there themes present in y'all's albums? 
Uh, yeah, I would say pretty much right like about the same thing. Not on purpose, but I feel like it's usually like heartbreak or loss, drugs. Yeah. There was a lot, yeah, a lot of that on that album for sure. <laughs> during, the, during the writing of that album, there was a lot. <laughs> a lot. No, yeah, no, I agree with Pete. Uh, we, we can be thematic, though. We come up with um, at least a oh, yeah, couple, if not a few. We wrote a political of one. We wrote a political one on that album. Yeah, about uh, more or less just police brutality. We took a swing at that on one of the songs. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, familiar violence to me, I thought was kind of like a little self-explanatory, especially because like, the title track, the To a Fault, was uh, just about obvious. Like, like I, I guess what came across to me was like domestic violence and regular, um, in general, like things that we don't necessarily perceive as like, wow, maybe this isn't right, or maybe this is like abusive, and you don't realize it. Yeah, that's, I, that's where I kind of my the lyric that gave the album the title came from. Um, just kind of talking about everyday shit that's like we're so desensitized to it just seems normal you know what I mean and like one of the songs like you said or like we said uh, the idea of everything police brutality I mean that's familiar violence we're used to police beating the shit out of so-called suspects or literally doing whatever they want and we just accept it because it is familiar violence Uh, I, I think there was a bunch of examples we talked about when we decided on that for the name so that was thematic. That's kind of one of the things that I noticed about this album in particular was the, just the, I guess the theme of it was pretty yeah. good. I really Ex- enjoyed Exit it. Wounds is about domestic violence too. Like it, yeah. Yeah, we did really touch on that a lot. Yeah. And, so. yeah. and too, like we said, you know, talking about, um, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say necessarily addiction, but I mean, there's all kinds of self-abuse, and I think that's referenced in, like, Perfect Scar, Traction. Traction, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then there's more standard relationshipy stuff that's, you know, intangible in other yeah. words, I thought was kind separation of... Separation anxiety. Yeah, all that. It, it was really all tied into the... I guess the title was the theme. Yeah. So, who do y'all draw the lyrical inspiration from? Ooh. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, I think that I have a, like, a, I'll give you, like, my top five most important lyricists for me, and I'll make it quick. Um, <laughs> num- number one, Connor Oberst, for sure. I think that he is, like, probably the best American songwriter of our generation i absolutely love him i probably would have never started singing over any of our music if like playing one of his songs in front of somebody didn't give me the confidence to do it and they were like why don't you just sing and i was like damn you know what i never thought about that because i yeah. never wanted to be a singer See, connor burst is one of those guys he, he's he's a lyricist through and through man like dude bright eyes and and that whole i don't know that's he's He's got like a real shaky kind of voice too. Mm-hmm. For sure. A haunted. Off-putting for a lot of people too. Like when I, when I was younger and uh, I got introduced to him and I got into him, I was like showing him to friends and they were like, this guy can't fucking sing. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Pump the brakes. <laughs> whoa. No, 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 no. Don't say that. No. Uh, but yeah, he's my number one. Um uh, the rest of them are purely fluid. I'm just going to rattle them off. I love Keith Buckley. I think he's one of the better lyricists oh, out yeah. there. Uh, Anthony Green, one of the best lyricists out there. Donovan Malero, one of the best lyricists out there. And Tommy Ork, 
I think that's my top five. Man, oh, wait, no. You know what? I'm going to have to make it six uh, because I recently, like, not that recently, but, like, the last year or two years, got really into Frightened Rabbit, and I think Scott Hutchinson, like, has to be mentioned. He was just, like, he, like, burst onto the, my musical scene, and he's, like, on my Rushmore now because I just – I, out of everything he did was just so good and the story is so tragic and his lyrics are so honest and he has like such a real way of discussing like loss and romance and just life it's just it's awesome if you never listen to him uh especially for anybody who's bummed out like that's my go-to what about you uh peter definitely anthony green and i think donovan malero is the best thematic writer like all his songs are about the same thing, but does, not the same thing, but they all have like different things, but then mm-hmm. he stays like within the context of each song. It's like pretty amazing to me. Yeah. Without sounding corny or forced. Cause I, I personally don't like like uh, theme stuff. I kind of like people are really like Cody and Cambria and stuff. Cause it's real like has a theme and storybook stuff. I'm, I'm not, I think it makes it a little corny to me personally, yeah. but so for him doing that and me like loving it, it was just like huge to me. I just, that was a really brilliant writing. Uh, pretty much all he said too, and then I also had uh, Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw. I love mm. his oh, yeah. lyrics. Uh, well, that's probably it. Uh, Any no, no honorable mentions, even for like uh, maybe like Emery. I like well, I like the, way the dudes from Emery, right? Even though they can have some lowly stuff here and there. Yeah, I like. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go with a uh, Connor O'Burst. Is there anything uh, in particular that stands out from Bright Eyes or his solo shit or? Oh I'll, my god, Bright Eyes is the best. I think that my, uh, this is like so weird. I was just thinking about this before we even like you offered and we agreed to do this. Um, I was like, man, Cape Canaveral of his self-titled, when it comes to just a, a well-written song and being lyrically like one of the most like illustrative and it's like an empirical song like you can see and hear and taste and feel everything he mentions and it's like such a it feels like to me like an american experience which like i know everybody's not psyched about america right now but i feel like to me that's the perfect song like i listen to cape canaveral and i'm like wow you just like summed it all up i'll do mine from bright eyes uh i think down in a rabbit hole it's like really well told and you can see it and feel it and feel like you're there drugged out with them so i'll be like <laughs> all that stuff man i'd like i listen to that song weekly for sure still from the moment i heard it till now honestly i love that song so much every time i die oh man that's tough but i'm gonna say my like i think pedal was like the one that um i, I first like First of all, Low Teens, when that dropped, I think was like the best record of that year. And I was like so blown away because they've done so much great work over the course of their career. But Low Teens is amazing. And Pedal, especially like once you know the background of what he was going through during the writing of the record, um, it's uh, it hits home. I was like, man. Yeah. It's I nuts feel- to think that he's got like a degree uh, in fucking like English yeah. or some shit. Yeah, like English degree. Yeah, uh, it was a teacher. <laughs> yeah, and his lyrics are so fucking. Oh man. Yeah, pretty beastly. I'm gonna go with a classic, Ebola Rama. Yeah, dude. I, dude, for some reason, I just I don't like good music at first. 
because I didn't like Every Time I Die either, but now they're one of my favorite bands. I literally, my top three bands, man, are Say Anything, Every Time I Die. Oh, I love Say Anything. Oh, yeah, dude, and, and uh, Dance Cam and Dance. But the only reason I throw Dance Cam and Dance in there is because I, my, one of my first concerts that I ever went to, uh, 2008, 2007, it was uh, Dance Cam and Dance. It was with Johnny, like the original lineup, Johnny and all them. So. Good stuff. Yeah, but uh, Frightened Rabbit. The song that I got like that got me into them is uh, "I Wish I Was Sober." That song has fucked me up many times. Like I've I've really like listened to it so many times, and I'm just like, man, this is such a bummer. Like hearing his experience. Like um, I encourage anybody who has never listened to them to like re- like read about Scott Hutchinson because he was he's just a big big figure. Like he was an amazing dude. And it's a really tragic story, but um, what he left behind is some of like the most powerful and to me helpful music out there. Uh, I mean, I know when I started playing music, I was like, I want to do this because like when I'm bummed out, this is what makes me feel better. Like I want to put something out there for when somebody else, they're bummed out. Maybe they feel like me. Maybe they can feel more understood, feel better. You know what I mean? Like that's how it started. And then obviously lots of other things start to (laughs) be a part of it. But um yeah, that's how I think Frightened Rabbit is like the perfect example of a band that does just that. It's just like therapeutic. Yeah. And then uh, Donovan. Yeah. Sianvar is super dope. Anticoagulant. Glass Jaw. Mm. Jesus Glue. That's a good one. And Emery. Ooh, this is a tough one. Let's go with, I think, in a win-win situation. Put, uh, by all accounts, too. That's my Emory. That's my Emory jam. It's a good song. Before, uh, before we talk about the newest record, were you ever really there? I wanted to say uh, congratulations on the 20,000 streams. That's pretty badass, especially for... Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, you know, every time I listen to that album, the more I listen to that album, the more I fall in love with that album. It's such a good album. Oh, dope, dude. Thanks. Very really, really nice of you. Thanks, man. <laughs> I've listened to that album probably like six times in the last week. It's so fucking good, though. Dude, man, same time. I jammed the shit out of it, too. It's so funny. People are like, you listen to this in your car? I'm like, yeah, I love this shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this shit is cool to me. Anyway, Especially right now, man. Like, can't even jam. Like, oh I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> Bro, yes. Uh, we had two tours canceled. Damn COVID stuff. Damn, dude. Not, not that I don't believe in it or anything, but it's like, it just still sucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, fuck, I don't remember who it was. Somebody was like, uh, of course I jam on music. Uh, I wouldn't want to put out something that I wouldn't fucking listen to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, sure. Is there any like direct inspirations for that album? I uh, I, I made a list. Did you? <laughs> I sure did. Dude, I, I'm swear to God, bro. I'm out here just prepping. Hell yeah. I come prepared. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I prep, bro. I'm prepped. Any, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I had a couple. Um, I already actually listed a few of them, so I just wrote that. But anyways uh one of the big ones that like i will always come back to for when when we like initially we're starting to write for this record because it was a process it, and it was weird like it, it we almost worked in reverse like we were just like lollygagging for the first few months and then we had to kick it into high gear because we set like the record date and i was like oh god yeah <laughs> but uh i i got really into counterparts um 
like re really shortly after we put out Familiar Violence and I was jamming them a lot. There's like one or two spots in the record where I was like, and a whole song that I don't feel like I would have even ever written without listening to them as much as I did. That was a big influence for me. Uh, same time at, uh, or it's like, we were already pretty much done writing Familiar Violence, but um, I was always like, okay, I like Dance Gavin Dance. And then I guess like Mothership dropped near the end of us writing Familiar Violence. And I, I really went back and like jammed them a lot because I, I feel like I liked a lot of the other bands in the scene and I had never gotten into them and then I did. And uh, I think that definitely, uh, I know Pete was already into them, but it, it um, definitely had a few, uh, a few big influential moments on me. Some of the writing and even John Mess's vocals um yeah. all of it it was just like that that really i'd say those two were the biggest ones for for where you ever really there for me i'm a i'm a kurt era dgd fan same <laughs> i like i like happiness i'm not that in the self-titled <laughs> yeah dude i love kurt I, anything kurt puts out man I, I, yeah i agree i think he's i think he's awesome yeah kurt's I, but, although honest, well, you man, know like, what I, I didn't dig uh Wow, what was that fucking group called? It's trying to be forever so much. Oh, you really? Oh man, everybody loves that group. You didn't like it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just didn't really wasn't digging it. I think it was, it was real groovy. It was more probably groovy than than anything he'd, he'd done previously. Yeah, definitely vocally it was very uh, yeah, Art almost R and B pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like a lot of like R and B touches and stuff too. I felt like I was like, it's a bit much for me. <laughs> I like when he I like when he gets loud that yelly style he has. Yeah, he's yeah he's got that uh pro that project with Thomas Erac that pushover. Have y'all heard that? Yeah, yeah we, we were gonna open up for them. They were gonna come to Houston, and then it just didn't happen. Oh shit, dude, that's awesome. Thomas Erac just released that. Y'all hear that new song he released? I yeah, I've been checking him, man. I I love we we all love the Fall of Troy. Doppelganger yeah. is like Doppelganger is amazing. Yeah. So good insanely good album yeah but yeah i, I liked uh out of the two singles i the first one i listened to a lot i was really into it and the second one i had listened like half it i was at work not paying attention so i need to go back and listen again yeah uh peter you got anything that you were listening to for oh. like, direct inspiration for that <laughs> you got off the topic there a little bit but um for this album i don't know because i've really gotten into like folk music stuff that's like didn't really translate but i think i was kind of purging that music so I was like was feeding myself progressive post hardcore for so long. Like God, I would genuinely love it, but I was I don't know, I was kinda of getting like maybe worn out by the sound or something. I just I just needed other sounds. So I was doing a lot of listening to hip hop and folk music. Yeah, that's fine. Throw some of them on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um let's see. From Monsters of Folk, I'll put his master's voice. Listen to that song a lot. Uh, let's do uh, Wilco. You are my face. Well, that'll be it. Love all those, honestly, too, bro. Speaking my language as usual. For Wilco's sure, yeah. Right. John, you got anything? Uh, I mean, we mentioned them earlier. Really, uh, every time I die, I guess was. Uh, I feel like a we got a little bit heavier with this album. A little bit more rocky. Uh. I don't know. I was listening. I wasn't listening to any new music really. Like, uh, I was into a lot of dispute a lot. I, I got into them late. So, but yeah, I don't think it was really anything that translated for me besides a little bit of like the heavier parts. Um, yeah. 
Uh, you want to pick a Lot of Speed song? Oh, hell yeah. Man. Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Dude, uh, where should I go from? I guess from Rooms of the House. Um, What's he going to pick? Is it one of the woman women? Uh, I was thinking about that, bro. No, what you going to do about it, woman? <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe woman in a mirror. It's, whoa, man. <laughs> I'm a I'm a wildlife guy. That's wildlife is good, bro. I'm not really into the Kings of the River. <laughs> I haven't dove into their other albums really, but I listen to wildlife a lot. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to me. The, I think <laughs> we'll need to pick this conversation up later. Okay. <laughs> he said uh, every time I die too. I think you were. You, I don't know if you got to choose it every. Yeah, time jo- died, so. John and JD are the are the heavy guys. I mean, they listen to soft music too, but they like like heavy music a lot more. Oh that. man, yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll throw something out there. So JD, you you picked from low teens. What would you pick, Pete? Uh, Ebola Rama. I, I picked Ebola Rama. Uh, so do uh, pigs as pigs. That's a great song. Yeah. That's a jam. Nice. That's, nice. That's a tasty one too. Tasteful. <laughs> it's been a while too. That's the big dirty. <laughs> like oh seven that's some hot shit it's been 13 years brother <laughs> is that a counterparts was another one absolutely man um and i'll have to do the record that came out at the time which uh, is, uh you're not you anymore and i'll go with the, the title track <laughs> that dude i mean i didn't even mention him but he is a lyricist too man like a very nice one uh, brandon murphy yeah and then, is there any, like, thing that y'all are currently listening to? If y'all want to, like, look at your Spotify. Ooh, I can share. <laughs> about that? Uh, in the past, like, I'm going to say probably, like, two months, um, as much as Spotify can be, like, a controversial since they're making it tough on musicians sometimes, I love Spotify because it introduces me to a lot of artists I probably wouldn't have heard otherwise. Yeah. And uh, Andy Schaff came up on my like daily mix so i heard a song that i liked and i ended up going back checking out his whole discography dude and it's like 100 percent all great songs and it's a uh, unique too like it, it has like a very uh vintage vibe like throwback feel um it's just it's cool it's really cool and he's a canadian singer but yeah i would throw uh on the list early to the party is a great song and shout out to spotify for showing me that artist because i can't get over him and shout out to jd for sending that artist to me <laughs> and then andy hole andy hole like i i just uh i don't know if y'all like or if you like manchester uh orchestra i'm gonna say united uh, manchester orchestra but um it's funny because i started listening to to andy Schaff, and then he came out and tweeted like out of the blue i saw it he's like man i would listen to this guy uh, read the McDonald's drive-through menu or something like that. I was like, dude, yes, it's <laughs> 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 <is> so good. <laughs> uh, John, y'all got any? Uh, John and Peter, y'all got any uh, current listens? Yeah, I can give you a couple. So yeah. uh, this song uh, called "Beige" by Tradewind. Oh, cool. I, I like woke up one day from sleeping and like this song was in my head. Like woke up to the song and I. I couldn't remember what it was called. I had heard it on Spotify and ended up finding it the other day. So I feel like I have to mention that. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's a good one. I've been into um, 
Oh, the the new Tiger Wine that got released. Uh, I I never really been into them, but they had a the song Nosebleed. That one was pretty cool. And then Loathe. I just got into them recently. I've been seeing them everywhere. I haven't. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, try Two Way Mirror by Loathe. Oh, that's like their most played song though. So let's do Is It Really You instead. Let <laughs> <laughs> uh, me do I Know the End by Phoebe Bridgers. Good song. Great artist. Just listen to that nonstop. Crazy nonstop. This is an excellent uh, record. Yes. And I needed it at the time I was extremely sad. No, I'm not so sad. Um <laughs> Let me do. I've been listening to a lot of this band Jank. I don't think they're a band anymore, but I don't. I think I got to Spotify too, actually. Like, yeah, for you. Uh, do what I like about you, but it's spelled all kind of weird. Like, yeah. been, oh yeah, that that man. That band has been really getting me. And I just moved in with a new roommate, and so we've been like sharing stuff, you know, like because we're bored and around each other all the time now. And we've just been watching like live Jank vids, listening to Jank so much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put To You? Should I not do another Andy Schaaf song? Is that, no, go ahead. I got to put, yeah, To You by Andy Schaaf. Too. I've been listening to that song. So he sent it to me when I was probably like a month ago or something, or maybe a little more. But uh, I've like been listening to it every single day. I think it's masterfully written, so chill, so elegant. Yeah, I found so much good music, like just, just from doing this right here. There's so many people. Like, I bet. It's like my favorite thing, man. I, I go back, I listen to every playlist that either I make or somebody else makes. So, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. My Spotify is all kinds of fucked up, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. I was telling my girlfriend the other day, like, I was like, sometimes I just want to go back and listen to something I don't really listen to anymore. But I don't do that on my Spotify because I don't want something I don't listen to all the time coming up. Yeah, or throwing it in the daily mix, and it's like, what the yeah. is this? You know, I'm not feeling yeah. this right now. Yeah, it's not that I don't still love it. It's just that I don't still, I'm not in love with it anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> to commit to it. Yeah. Uh, is there any bands that y'all think more people should listen to? Like, uh, as far as like fellow like unsigned DIY band y'all tour with, anything like that? For sure, Lilac Kings. All about they're the homies, homies. Out of, out of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely Oklahoma, but I'm pretty sure it's Tulsa. You um, listened to that new draft they did yesterday? The I did, yeah, with Gillespie. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Good, man. I was digging. Man, they're, they're so freaking good. And they're the nicest guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Great people. Say don't pretend. Like, I don't know why, but for some reason, yes, like... That's a banger. That, that one really yes. stuck with me. Like, Shiver was... What I got introduced to them on, and I, I, I still think that song is like masterful. But I mean, they have so many good ones. It's just uh, when Don't Pretend dropped, I was like, man, there's another thematic um, uh, writer, you know, like that, and it and it worked, and it was very like poignant. I was impressed. Oh, for sure, definitely. Uh, other bands, I'll throw another one out there. Someone I always stand. I love these guys. Televangelist. I think they're super, super talented, insanely talented. You know, I'll be honest, that band right there, for a band who who doesn't break over 2,000 monthly listeners, I see their fucking name everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah excellent, like man. Backing band for Kurt Travis and stuff. And yeah, it's like, where are people listening to this band at? Because they don't have very many monthly listeners, but I literally see their name all over the fucking internet. 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're like a very much bands. Band twos are so technical and they're so tight live. Like it's all of them. Like the bassist is going crazy. Both guitars are going crazy. The drums, everything is just like their live show is really impressive. Is there a song from them you want to throw in there? I'm gonna do. Gotta be. I'm gonna do letters. The first song I heard like super got me into them. Great song. First one I heard from them too. All right. Is there any more? Or is that? Just like we're talking about like homies, I think we would be remiss if not to mention an author, a poet, or some sure. of our, our good friends. Um, and we're like label mates. And we've been, we've actually also been friends now for almost 10 years with those, well, yeah. a few of those guys. But um, we've, we've been gigging together with So Soon and an author, a poet since the, from the jump. Like it's, uh, they're yeah. great, great friends. Yeah, absolutely. They are, um, some stand-up dudes, and uh, if anybody sees Mike Ramiro's guitar, please. Oh yes. yeah, just got his stuff stolen. It's oh, terrible, shit, dude. That sucks, man. Yeah, you know I'm gonna mention somebody else too. Uh, some of the other homies, Blood Between Us. Uh, those are some oh, homeboys. Yeah. Love them. Those Men in Mountains for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, good one. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, dude. And I'm so disappointed because, like, back to the COVID stuff and the tours, like, I had been working with our label and uh, countless other people in different cities and states to book, like, this April run. I was so stoked for, and we had it all lined up for. And uh, and Angles was going to do a few shows with us. Yeah, and then um, we had a show lined up with Body Thief. Those are two of the bands in the game who we have not actually gigged together, but we would have. But... uh, uh, yeah, they they should be mentioned. Like uh, I I listen to them both like on a daily basis. Those dudes are awesome. Dude, awesome. Yeah, I listen, I listen to N Angles nonstop. They're so good. Hey, oh, dude, they are pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie, N Angles. Yeah, yeah, they're killer, man. Oh yeah. my god, it's so fun. Uh, all right, let's go. An author, a poet. I will say, let's do. I don't want to do monster, but I also don't want to do better days. Courage. No. In my eyes, courage, courage, courage is jam too for sure. Blood between us, guilty bystander. You said men in mountains. Is that yes? They said the devil is a married man. It's all of our jams. We listen to that on tour so much. Like right after yeah. we like I met them and played with them, like man, we could like, that was like our tour anthem. You know, we just could not stop listening to that song. Body thief. Uh, I want to throw sour sounds yeah song tight there's like a few i was thinking but i do love that one and i know p loves it and in angles you take this one oh my god i love this man so much uh <laughs> let's go with magnolia is there a song that you like to play live i love playing second love live like every time it's so fun let's see what do you think john to play live oh i mean yeah second love uh alternate, alternate ending yeah 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 for sure uh we could do second love on the playlist and then could i close the show i guess with no not close it open it with alternate ending y'all want to do yeah. that or a betting man we can do a you betting man don't matter to me we'll do a betting let's, go. let's do a betting man all right are y'all working on new music or working on anything new so uh not currently actually like uh we uh we had a basis and then like we ended up uh 
going our separate ways from him. And we started with a, a new guy, Tanner. And we only had like three or four practices together, maybe. And uh, one of us tested positive for COVID and uh, got the other people infected. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, like, that's the last time. I blame it on the mandatory makeout and practice rule. That definitely <laughs> needs to be abolished. Well, don't blame it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that obeyed it. Damn. <laughs> so, are y'all, is, is it, yeah, y'all already clear from it? or? Yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. all in the clear. Luckily, it's Thank God. Long. But then everything just like in society started falling apart more and more. So it was like not even supposed to get together and shit. And That's them insane, two have still been working nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Did my, anybody my have any uh, severe side effects or anything? Or everybody? Not me. Luckily, yeah. no. That's good, man. That's awesome. Well, that's, I mean, not awesome, but it's good that y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome that y'all got, you know. We re- yeah, it is. It is awesome that we didn't like get hit too hard. Thanks. Yeah, thanks yeah, for man. Sure, like, yeah. We, I, I lost all taste and smell. Like, it was crazy, bro. Like, I, I knew something was wrong. Like, whenever I was at work, and we had this hand sanitizer. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like all hand sanitizer, well, not all, but like a bunch of hand sanitizers now smell like so weird and bad. Tequila. And then, yeah, there's this one at my job. Like, it smells like just rancid feet. And like, I got to work. Yeah. And uh, I had opened the door, I'm wearing a mask, and I was like, all right, let me uh, wash my hands off with this stuff. So I did it, and then I was like, man, I can't smell it. So I pulled down my mask, I was like, man, I still can't smell this. And then I thought back to before I left to work, and I said, man, I put on deodorant, went to smell my armpits before I left. I didn't smell the damn thing. (laughs) And and I realized then there may be a problem. (laughs) So... That's insane, man. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I just thought I didn't put any on, you know, like it's so simple. And but no, it wasn't that simple. It was, yeah, it was you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad y'all y'all are all okay. Uh, we got fifty songs on here, so. Whoa, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> they add up pretty quick when when you got the whole band together. When it's one or two people, you know, but when everybody's here, it, it adds up pretty quick. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all coming on. Thank y'all very much. And thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah it was a blast. Thank it's good you. to do things as a band again. For yeah, real. For sure, man. <laughs> Honestly. Keep Hopefully tours will come back soon, man. I'm I'm man. Just, yeah. For real. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, thank y'all, man. Y'all have a good day. You too, man. All right. Later, you too, bro. Bro. Thank you. Bye. All right. This song is called Wayfinder by The Thought Life. If you dig it, you can find them at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at The Thought, T-H-O-U-G-H-T-L-I-F-E. You can also listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. So I hope you enjoy. Dear Fading Light, I know that you'll try To find your way through this darkness to survive With no end inside, I still feel it inside. I know that you're out there, but oh, where are you now?
Misplaced forever when you 